Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Really pumped to talk about this today. In fact, um, one of you had reminded me of episode 261 and said that it was one of your favorites. And I went back to it. I created a transcript from it. And I was like, oh, man, we need to talk about this again. And I simultaneously was thinking about these one-on-one calls I've been having with folks who are in the consistency course. And essentially, they send me kind of an overview of where they're at, what their goals are, what they're struggling with, what some of their most common excuses are, and, and things like that. And I had been making note of some themes. So on the one hand, I was going through the transcript for 261. And on the other hand, I was looking at these themes and I wasn't surprised by the overlap, but knew I wanted to talk about it here. And the first thing I want to talk about before I talk about some of the themes that I'm seeing and the recommendations that I have pretty much across the board for folks in the consistency course, I wanted to talk about a concept that I first heard about from Tony Robbins. And he talks about how to a much greater extent than most of us think, our pleasure and pain associations are responsible for whether we're creating success as it relates to our goals or if we're struggling. Most of the time, when we are struggling, it is because we associate more pain with the pursuit of our goals, more more hard things, more negative things, then we do pleasure. So if you have a fitness goal, you don't associate much pleasure with working out. You associate more pain, the pain of spending the time, the pain of the work. And there's a stronger pain association to what it takes to get there than there is a pleasure association. And the reason this is such a big factor is because we are hardwired naturally to seek pleasure and avoid pain. It's part of one of our built-in survival instincts. We, we want to veer away from pain and we want to veer towards pleasure. Now, when I say that it's kind of hardwired and it's a survival instinct, a lot of people feel like, well, can't change that. What you can change, though, is the associations you have, the perspective that you choose. 
not everybody has more pain associated with working out or eating well or building a business than they do pleasure. When I think back to when I struggled with my weight the most for like 30 straight years, I had so much pain associated with the process of weight loss and more pleasure associated with doing what I feel like and eating what I want when I want, not having to miss out. The pain was like, I have all these crazy cravings and there's temptation all around me. I'm going to be hungry. I'm disappointed in myself. I always sabotage. I don't like the restriction. That on a subconscious level, it's not happening consciously, means that I just move towards what is pleasurable. And at that time, the perspective that I had, the pleasurable thing was eating what I wanted when I wanted and not operating with any kind of consistent discipline. What I do with a lot of my clients is I have them look at where their associations are now. And this is, you know, for a lot of folks, this is with business. I talk to a lot of people who want to build a business, but they have more pain associated with building a business and not a lot of pleasure associated with it. And so they really struggle. They think things like, I don't know where to start. What if it doesn't work? It's such a huge risk. Whatever I put together isn't good enough. There's too much competition. I don't have the time. I'm not motivated. I'm not disciplined. And there's so much pain there that they're drawn towards sitting and watching TV instead or sleeping in instead. But we can change these associations. It's always interesting. I think the reason this came up now and ties together so well with the conversations that I've been having with folks in the consistency courses, every time I start to work with a new group of clients, at first, I guess the best way to say it is at first it's a little jarring to me how much resistance and negativity there is towards doing the work. And the reason it's jarring is just because it's something I've been aware of for a long time and something I've been working on for a long time. And when I get a group of people together that are a newer group of people, there's a lot of like, I'm worried that I'm going to let myself down. I'm overwhelmed. I already screwed up, this, that, and the other thing. It's a real frustrating feeling to be in that place where there's more pain associated with the pursuit of your goal than there is pleasure. And this will be the case and you will resist whatever you associate as more painful and less pleasurable until you change the association. This is why the mindset work is almost always where we start. The hard work is almost always on the inside. And so many people are still out there trying to just white knuckle their behavior change. But when you do this internal work, the external work gets so much easier. There's a Zig Ziglar quote that is so spot on for this. He said, 
you can't change what's going on around you until you change what's going on within you. You can't change what's going on around you until you change what's going on within you. And in this case, it really is the perspective that you choose to have about whatever it is that you want or need to do. It's not enough to just think, I need to be more disciplined or I need to have more willpower. And then I can override all of these pleasure and pain associations you're talking about. Probably is not going to work for you that way. What you can do is make it easier by creating associations that are far stronger in the pleasure category related to the pursuit of your goals than the pain category. That's a how you think thing. That's a perspective thing. When we associate something with positive emotions, with excitement, we approach and we engage and we want more of that thing, more experience with that thing. But if it's something bad or it's frustrating or it's negative, we disengage. Which is why so many people are struggling. And it's with fitness, it's with food, it's with relationships, it's with business, it's with money, it's with all these things. If you think like this sucks, the sacrifice of missing out or, you know, this is so hard. That's not real. That's your chosen perspective. That's not real. It's not a fact just because it's your perspective. You chose that perspective. Not everyone has that perspective. You don't have to continue that perspective. It doesn't make it right just because it's how you think. It certainly doesn't make it effective or useful. And it's also not permanent. When you think like, this is so hard. I wish it wasn't so hard for me. That is not a fact. That is a chosen perspective and other ones are available. Just because it's how you see it right now does not make it real, does not make it fact. There's no prize for being the most negative person in the room. Doesn't work. Doesn't work for me, doesn't work for you, and we can choose a different perspective. Remember the Zig Ziglar quote, you can't change what's going on around you until you change what's going on within you. Your perspective is a chosen thing. Let me tell you how some of my perspectives around food have changed. I used to have the perspective that eating healthy sucked. It was boring. It wasn't as delicious. I would be hungry. And then around like indulging, it tasted better. It was more fun. I could be more social. Now, because I've worked on this through thought and action and more thought and more action, I feel like crap when I eat like crap. I'm not as happy. I'm not as energized. I'm not as clear-headed. I have a harder time focusing. I don't feel as good in my clothes. I don't like to look in the mirror as much. When I eat better, when I eat whole foods, when I eat 
cleaner, when I minimize starch and sugar, I have so much more energy. It's easier to sleep. It's easier to wake up in the morning. I'm more motivated to get other things done around my house. It has this positive ripple effect. I'm in a better mood. I feel better about my body. I mean, those are things that are facts. Yes, I love ice cream. But if I have too much ice cream or I have ice cream too often, I don't feel as good. Mentally, physically, emotionally, I just don't. You can choose a different perspective. So I shared with you that I'm going through these forms from folks in the consistency course and they're they're telling me their goals and they're telling me their most common excuses and I'm sending back my feedback on their ideal starting point, right? Because one of the things I knew with the consistency course is if I put together these guides and these resources and these cheat sheets and all of these things around consistency in the evenings and all the hundreds of millions of things we tackle in there, I knew that there was a chance that some people would then feel like, okay, this is amazing, but now I don't know where to start. Like, I need to do all of this. So I am solving that problem by responding to these forms and making my recommendation based on what they share of where they start. And it's been fascinating to go through and read what people's most common excuses are, where they feel stuck, along with what their goals are. And there are a few themes that have come up. Every single one of them, it's inside work. The reason that it's inside work is because that's what determines the choices we make. So many people are still focused on like, I need to just get up earlier. I need to just eat less sugar. I need to just snack less. Yes, I understand that is the outcome. But what determines whether you execute that or you make an excuse or you say, I'll start tomorrow, is how you think about it. All of our choices, all of our actions, all of our inactions are determined by how we think about these things. So I wanted to share with you a few things that fall under this umbrella that all very much relate to these pleasure pain associations to give you some examples of why we need to do this inside work. One of the big ones, and in fact, they all kind of could fall under this umbrella, the themes that I'm seeing is lack of maturity in how we think. For example, when you think, think I'll start tomorrow, that was one of my like go-tos. I'm going to do so much better on Monday. I'm going to get this out of my system and I'm going to, uh, you know, tomorrow is a different situation. The lack of maturity there is whatever I plan to do tomorrow is great. That's fantastic. Those plans are super. But they also have nothing to do with what I can do today. And I can't, if I want to be successful, continue to let myself off the hook today because of some pledge I make for tomorrow. That's just, it's not effective. And it's immature thinking to operate as though it is. But so often we're just, we're kind of not going through the motions. But we associate more pleasure with putting it off than we do with investing in today. And I have to redirect, even in my own mind, on a very regular basis, if I think like, I can do that stuff tomorrow. I know I said I was going to do it today, but I can do it tomorrow. Well, it's great that I'm going to do stuff tomorrow, 
But for today, what my energy needs to go to is on what I can do today. The plan might have to change for some reason outside of my control. I might not be able to do all of the things today, but my focus today needs to be on what I can do today and not just giving myself a pass for today because of some pledge I made for tomorrow. Another thing that has been a very prevalent theme going through all of this stuff with folks in the consistency course is focusing more on what you can't do or on what you don't want to do than you focus on what you can do. I feel like that has been something I've been sharing with so many people that as we say, I don't have time or I'm too tired. There's a focus on the barrier instead of the way. Yeah, you're tired. Yeah, you don't feel like it. Any number of other things. But to be successful, you can acknowledge I'm tired. You can acknowledge it's been a long day. And with what I have today, what am I able and willing to do to move towards my goal? What one step, what one improvement am I able and willing to make? Another huge one is lack of confidence, right? Thinking, for example, that because you have strong cravings, you're just screwed at night, but you're not. Your cravings have no power. This is a perspective. The cravings are not the problem. Your perspective on the cravings is the problem. And you can change your perspective. Just because it is a feeling does not make it a fact. It's how you're choosing to see it and you can change that. I was telling somebody, and I've probably shared this here before because it's happened more than once. When Chris and I were driving back from Baltimore after my surgery, he said something or he did something or reacted in some way that just like, oh, it pissed me off. It like level 10 me fast. And I was sitting in the back seat. I was sitting behind him. And I just felt this urge, like had this crazy strong desire to smack the side of his head. Never have done that, but it just arose in me. I was, you know, I hadn't slept in two or three days. I still had medications in my system. I was stressed and emotional and, of course, hormonal being pregnant. Like all of this confluence of factors and the fact that whatever he said or did, and how I perceived it, like I wanted to smack him across the head with every fiber of my being, but I didn't. Why do I share that? Because you can have the most intense, strong, overwhelming cravings in the world. They still have no power. But if you have this perspective that like, oh my gosh, my cravings were just out of control and therefore I had to blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Where is your confidence? It is not real that the craving has power. That is just how you perceive it, and you can change how you perceive it. There are a lot of times somebody messages me and says something on social media, and with every fiber in my being, I want to type something back that would be snarky or put them in their place or any number of other things, but I don't do it, even when the urge is strong. Why? Because it has no power. I have the power. The same thing is true when people think like, well, I've been struggling with this for so long and this has been a battle for me for 20 some odd years. Okay. And that still has no power. Zero power. Zero. None. You have all the power. You do. 
It's a perspective thing. And then the last theme is, is trying to do too much because we're measuring against this ideal we have in our heads of how it should go. We should make these changes. We should do these things. It should look like this. We should take this much on. And to do any less is to not meet that standard. But that standard is imagined. It's in our head. We've never executed it consistently. Never. But somehow everything that's less than that feels like not enough. Not because it's real. Because we never consistently executed that ideal standard. So we're holding ourselves back because of some imagined ideal, which is crazy. But it's a perspective that you can change. All of these things are. But you have to be willing to do the inner work. It's not, it's not a step back to do the inner work. It's a step forward. It's not going to slow you down. It's going to accelerate your progress. You can change how you see this. You can increase the association of pleasure you have with the work. You can decrease the association of pain you have with the work. It's how you think about it. That is a choice. There are many different options available to you. And it's up to you. Make sure if you're not already that you are on the wait list for the consistency course, if you want a spot, I'm opening them very soon. In fact, let me check the date that this episode airs. I don't know off the top of my head. Let's see here. Okay, very soon, like in the next week. But here's the thing. Because of how I give these personalized responses, I can't just open it up to everybody because I I wouldn't have the time to be able to respond to everybody. So as of right now, I'm thinking I'm only going to take 20 or 25 people. It could be a little less. It could be a little more. It won't be much more. So make sure you're on the wait list because that's where I'm going to be opening it up. And then it won't open up again until January or February at the earliest because of the twins. So keep that in mind. Make sure you're on the wait list. I'm going to put the link to the wait list in the show description. If for some reason you can't see it, DM me on Instagram and I'll get it to you. Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.